Welcome to the Axis Effect Podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. This is Sarah Miller, CEO of Access Entertainment. I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Marjorie DeHay. Hi, Marjorie. Hey, Sarah. I'm so excited for our guest today. I know. I just feel like it's so funny. We have good podcast days. We have crazy days, manic days. I just love that you're my ride or die best friend. I always drag you through all of it. But we are having a good day because Marshall Conley is with us. He was the founder of a fashion company. And we're all excited to chat with you, Marshall, because you're having a bad day. So we're going to make your day so much better because Marjorie and I are here to make life brighter for you today. I'm already feeling a whole lot better. <laughs> I always say it's so hard because we just, you know, as a CEO, we go through so much stress. Like when we start our podcast, we were back to back. I was like, ah, tomorrow you're like, oh my God, everybody's annoying. But then you got to just stop and realize, you know what? You just got to suck it up and get through it, which is what I told you earlier. Suck it up and come on our podcast. I always believe that like, no matter what, you should always surround yourself with people that feel like sunshine. I've been saying that a lot lately. I used to always say during COVID, just follow the sunshine. Let it all go. Well, the sunshine, always be around people that feel like sunshine. So Marjorie and I are going to be your sunshine for the next hour or so. I feel it. I feel it. I'm warming up. I'm warming up. <laughs> but I so love that you, like as a startup, it's all about leadership. It's all about leaving all the crap and distractions behind. And trust me, I know how hard it is. So does Marjorie. So this is why we don't care if you had a bad day. Let's sort it out. Because I know <laughs> startups is a grind. It is a, because most of the, clients we have because our PR firm are all startups. So they have a bad day, a bad moment. We have a bad day. We got to leave it behind, but their bad days become our bad days. Their good days become better days because we're just there to get them through it. At the end of the day, we all got to figure out how to lead, wake up, rinse, repeat, and be better. So one, let's talk about why did you get in to be in a startup, what is slow jeans? Then we're going to solve your startup problems before our podcast ends. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> so what, what's up with slow jeans? Is it your fashion yeah. company? Talk to us. Yeah. So well, we'll, we can set the stage for my bad day, I think, by telling <laughs> you kind of how we got started and why we're paying our dues now. So we are an early stage startup. Christian Hansen, he's our, our CEO, my co-founder. There's three partners in uh, the slow jeans project. We got started last year on TikTok, and I think this is, this is going somewhere. We had an idea. Christian had made a TikTok about uh, he had accidentally purchased women's jeans while thrift shopping, and they fit great, you know, great material, like the jeans, was wearing them the next day, walking to the uh, metro station in Montreal when he went to go put his phone in his pocket, only to find that there was none. No pockets. And <laughs> You know, I think his, his girlfriend walking with him informed him, those are women's jeans. <laughs> and so he made a TikTok saying, what's up with these? About six months later, you know, we remembered that TikTok that did pretty well. And he was working on another like sustainable fashion startup, you know, focusing on shirts. And we were kind of looking at what the next thing was. And, and we thought maybe just jeans with pockets, big pockets, you know, for women. And it, it really, the idea caught fire on TikTok. <laughs> You know, it was a it was a commonly felt issue amongst about half the world. <laughs> so the market fit was great, but uh, you know, we started getting a ton of feedback. You know, asking people what 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 do your perfect pair of jeans look like? You know, is it something we can build? And we took all that feedback, and it only 
snowballed the virality of the movement of these are genes made for people, made for humans, you know, not genes made for a fashion company sold to people, which was our, our perspective on the current state of women's fashion. We ended up landing on a, you know, non-gendered, sustainable, you know, rather innovative denim construction. And this whole time we're building, we felt very fortunate because we hadn't really paid our dues, you know, and the previous startups we worked on, you know, there's like a lot of, there's a long grinding period. And then you get to the part where you have your product and then you have to find customers. We built up a wait list of about a hundred thousand people in the first four months, you know, just kind of in the ideation while we're still in research and development for this project. And Everything seemed to be falling into place perfectly. Until then we, today. And then we went on sale. <laughs> these are unisex jeans, right? Are they just for women? They're yep, unisex. No, they're, they're unisex okay, jeans. Okay, and, and, and I got to say the pocket, I mean, all of my jeans have pockets. I, so I use, I wear a buckle all the time. The brand of jeans, and I got to tell you, this is why my cell phone is a pro. I cannot do the big phones. And my big reason why I don't, because they don't fit in your pockets. If I can't put a thing, a lip gloss, a credit card, and my phone in my pocket, I won't be in jeans. And that's just my thing with jeans. So I don't even know a world with jeans without pockets. But when did you guys go on sale? Like when are you generally available now? Or are you, when did you go on sale? So we called ourselves slow on purpose because we were creating a slow fashion model. The idea that we're going to create nearly tailored jeans based off of your measurements, you're going to buy them and then we're going to make them. The idea is to create a highly sustainable production cycle that eliminates waste and doesn't produce uh, overstock that ends up in a landfill or incinerator. So (laughs) here's the kicker. We sold our first batch of jeans September 10th. They're just being delivered or starting to be delivered today. Um, You have a delay in manufacturing or... Everything. We met Murphy's Law to a T. <laughs> like um, everything that could have possibly went wrong from delays in rivets and buttons to, you know, fabric shortages to, you know, all sorts of things. Everything that could have went wrong did go wrong. And then we got to shipping. We thought, hey, we're good. We're good. Our, our genes got to our fulfillment. Our genes started showing up to fulfillment, you know, early December, you know, kind of a high traffic time. We still haven't sourced a couple of our pallets back. So that's kind of 2.0. Yeah. So that's the nightmare we're going through right now is we're trying to desperately figure out where these missing two pallets are because these jeans were produced and have owners already. So it's creating a it's creating a high stress, high stress situation for everyone. Everyone in the organization is feeling it, you know, whether whether or not you're, you know, tied to that or not. Yeah, it's just been it's it's been a rough couple months, but you know, we're we're right at the end of that tunnel and I'm very optimistic about the future, but I think we learned a lot and we are paying our dues now. I like what you say as a founder, CEO, everybody pays their dues and it does kind of snowball. So when one thing goes wrong, it's like boom, 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 boom. But have you found that customers are more patient now? I feel after COVID, it's like if things take a little longer, I'm like, okay, it's okay. But I know it's also the first batch is such the crucial because that's when all your people really take to social media. So yeah. have you felt the brontory? Have you felt like customers have been cool knowing they, they're excited about their jeans? I mean, I have nothing bad to say about our community. You know, we spent a lot of time. My, my entire focus has been about community building. You know, that's my role in the organization. I'm, I'm a marketing guy, but really 
really marketing is a, we don't do we don't advertise or anything community building is everything so you know one thing we are super fortunate about is we have a very understanding and patient community but i i look at that and i can see it waning on them you know we have a very active discord community with the same you know the same people coming in every day just to chat with their new friends they met on discord that are you know kind of hyped about this project and you know, we we're, we've been very transparent, and that's been a saving grace. I, I think we, you know, we've teetered on the idea of like maybe we should be more mysterious, and maybe we should do this. But at the end of the day, transparency has saved our lives. We've, and I, I said this to a, another peer of mine, a chief marketing officer in fashion as well. We were having a chat at you know CES, and I told him we only had two chargebacks, and we're like months behind. We told people that this would take us six weeks. And we're on like week 14, 15. We had one chargeback three days after the sale, buyer's remorse. And we had one chargeback that has been reversed because we hopped on the phone and we talked to this person, you know, kind of through what the problems were, what the, what the issues were. But we were very transparent upfront with people saying, you know, we're doing a soft launch. We're going to limit the amount of purchases that, limit the amount of units that can be purchased because we don't know where our bottlenecks are. We don't know what part of this theoretical system is going to fall apart. We know that there's probably going to be some delays, but we think it's going to take us about six weeks. We actually thought it would take us less time than that. We were giving ourselves a buffer of two weeks, but just kind of every day, you know, in the last two weeks, I, I sent out an email to everyone who purchases that here's the motion or, hey, this is an update. So just telling you there's no updates. I and- think that's important for us to, especially if you look at some of these bigger issues, like in marketing and PR over time, you know, with um, Tylenol, some of these big issues, you got to get out in front of it. You've got to be authentic. You've got to be transparent and you've yeah. got to really communicate with them because you're a startup, because you're being honest. I think it's different. Like we have the patience just because Margie does with a lot of startups and early stage, we're a PR firm, all of our clients, most of them what we're known for are startups. And we've done a lot of fashion events. So I do get when things are delayed. But one of the things I want to ask you to maybe, because you do have a lot of customers, is are you guys reaching out? Let's talk about the community. Are you reaching out? Are you sending emails? Here's 10% off. Are you engaging? Are you giving them incentives? There's so many things we could do to help loyalty, to keep the brands active on top of mind. Are you guys getting into that creative mode to where you're really getting creative thinking out of the box to keep that list engaged, online, active to where, you know what? I get it. This is a great engagement. You have that whole immersive experience with the jeans. There's so much you could do with tech and being creative to keep people so engaged where it's okay if I'm a little bit late, because I know we're getting there, we know where the process, we know, hey, lost eight pallets of jeans, ran out of buttons, but it's okay, we'll just help you find a button. Let's, you know, how can the community get involved to help you grow? Because then they're part of your story. They know the backstory, so they're more loyal, they're more aware of the brand, they're going to stay loyal to the brand, but it becomes our journey to get that first pair of jeans out. I think that is an amazing approach to take so you don't have the stress. And so your mm-hmm. clientele still feels, okay, you know what? Let's fix this together. This is a team effort. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we uh, try to stay as active as possible on our Discord community. I think we have about four or 5,000 people there. So it's, it's a small percentage of our overall you know, email list, but it's still a large group of people wow. um, kind of sourcing ideas. And you would, wouldn't believe you know, the things that they come up with. You know, First of all, they've pretty much built our entire product. And I think that's important to establish is we ask people what they want in jeans. 
and we built what they said that they wanted. And I think that kind of created an expectation, intentionally so, that this is a community-driven brand. And we took that to the next level with our fundraising. We fundraised on WeFunder, a crowdfunding, equity crowdfunding platform, so that the people who offered up their you know, opinions about our genes could also own a piece of the company that they were indirectly building. You know, and that has opened the door for the parts of our community that are, are, they work in shipping and they work in, you know, graphic design. I'm, I'm not a super seasoned marketer and there's been things that I've done wrong on email. You know, and I had someone who was in our community who works for Adobe and their email marketing department who was like, Hey, you're doing this thing. And I think you'd have better results if you just change this a little bit. So we get a ton of advice right now we're getting a ton of uh, recommendations for new freight forwarding and 3PL partners. And, you know, like you said, so, you know, we try to, we try to source as much knowledge from our community as possible because we are five people. That's a, that's the size of our team right now. We are five people who have very limited experience doing some things, let alone everything, you know, so a lot of the things we're doing, we're doing for the first time. So. But that's the journey. Like, like being a startup, you're going to make mistakes. I always say on a daily basis and every like, like podcasts I've been a guest on and leadership magazines I've been in. You never lead by ego. If you don't know something, find somebody who does. To me, that that's the sign of a good leader. We make easy decisions day in, day out. Making an easy decision, anybody could do. It's making the hard decision is a true character of a leader. And if you fail, you fail. How you pick yourself back up and keep going forward is a sign of true leadership. And mm-hmm. so the fact that you don't know what you guys are doing in all aspects and that, you know what, you're talking to your people, talking to your customers, getting the feedback. To me, that is a tremendously like fresh approach to leadership because a lot of people don't go public. They have a problem. We're too big to this, to that. We're not going to go in public figure. No, we have it all together. But the fact that this is like a, I love the company that is custom slow jeans, but mm. the fact that you are guys are so transparent and people know that they could take part to help this company grow. I do think this is such a fresh approach to startup and leadership to going public with the problems and issues. I, I just absolutely have not seen that in a startup. And I absolutely have so much mad respect and love that about you, Marshall. You'll find your big answers. You'll make your big decisions. The rest will fall where it may with the support and loyalty of a market. You guys mm-hmm. never, I mean, that will always be there because of yeah. how you're approaching this. And I, I do love all of that, but like what started your bad day? Why did you have a bad day today? <laughs> a better. So I think t- today's issue was the tipping point for me today was that two more of our pallets were discovered. It wasn't, I mean, it's, it's a multi-tiered issue. One of the pallets is containing our mallard bags. So we have thousands of genes that are ready to be shipped out right now. The mailer bags have not been found. The mailer bags arrived at our fulfillment partner on December 12th. So we are now one month missing this box that has the key to people getting these genes. So that was kind of my tipping point today. So I'm now scrambling to find a new mailer bag option just under the assumption that they're never going to find this box. So I need a new box. I started this process a couple weeks ago and got, haven't received a good hey, response. The mailer, the mailer, but they're just what you're packing the genes in the ship to people, right? So then, then just, let's just go with that. You know, you're going to put the genes in a mailer bag and put that into a FedEx or whatever kind of box or shipping, right? Why not just go old school and just put a post-it note? Sorry about the weight. You know, 
go on, enjoy your jeans, send us a photo. Why not just versus getting so crazy and finding the right look, the right brand, because that will come with time. Find what you need to do to get them in something. And honestly, the smallest things, sometimes the smallest things have the biggest impact. And for people who are waiting for your jeans, and I'm like, hey, I'm a huge fan of my posting, my thing mm-hmm. with the heart. I, if I knew this and I got just this happy face sticker that just said, we are so sorry, but so happy. Here's your ray of sunshine. You finally got our jeans. Tell us what you think. I'm going to be so excited. I'm not going to care about a mail bag. I'm just going to throw out anyways, as soon as I get my jeans. Here's the kicker for us. So this is the outer bag. We have them in a garment bag, you know, that they're they're stored in. And then we need, what do we need to put them in an outer bag? The kicker for us is today, prior to this recording, I, I was on the phone with our uh, fulfillment company and they're like, hey, you do know that we have bags. And I'm like, okay, what are your bags made out of? Plastic. We're a very mission-oriented group of people here. And I couldn't in good conscience spend, you know, have our team spent eight months building the world's first carbon neutral gene. I can't in good conscience ship plastic, in the bag. Yeah. It's going to produce to microplastics and, re, you know, it's essentially counterproductive to the entire reason we started our company here. And it seems small and it seems stupid. And I said to them, you know, I know this doesn't, this may not make sense to you, but if these do arrive to our customers who are, who are radical environmentalists, you know, like we have some serious. Yeah, you can't be in plastic. You, I yeah. can't be carbon neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Do you need plastic? I mean, do you need plastic versus like Amazon, I think Amazon has done a lot to where they're skipping that plastic wrapping and you're just getting stuff in those, you know, the recyclable bags. And like, I don't mind because it's recyclable and it doesn't harm the environment. Ours are uh, like a biodegradable material. So you can just throw them right in the dirt and in, in six months, it'll be gone. It'll be a plant. But I think that's what you're doing is so authentic. And I think that's part of your brand because you do see brands that are like, well, this is a solution, but it's not authentic to our brand. And customers, I think, will realize that. I know plastic, I'm, I'm very anti-plastic, but I love that you and your team are committed to that. And I think that really grows your brand. What I'm kind of interested in is you said you had a co-founder and I love co-founders because like, what do you feel like you bring to the table and what do you feel like your co-founder brings to the table and how do you two mesh together? Yeah, so we have a we have a trifecta that synergizes really well. All of us have a little bit of crossover in what each other does, but not enough, you know, nothing to trump the other. So we have a technical co-founder, a marketing co-founder, and uh, Christian, uh, our CEO, is more product focused, marketing focused. So Christian, he's you know, as I said, you know, we went on TikTok and went viral. That all happened from his account. So he's actually our primary like traffic channel. So there's an overlap of marketing. He is the primary traffic engine. He brings everyone to the website, gets them on the email list. I'm a marketing and I'm an operations guy. That's where my sales as well. And my most of my career experience is either from like operations, a little bit of marketing and mostly sales. And then Abby is our technical co-founder and he's, you know, he's pretty good with, you know, operations as well. And then we brought on one operations person whose focus is customer service. But the three founders, there is some explaining that we need to do when we talk to investors about why we have a technical co-founder for a fashion company. But the fact of the matter is, is we are more of a techer marketing group that just happens to sell clothes. We're a little bit more of a marketing engine than anything, but we do things like we take your, we'll take 80 body measurements of you via your smartphone camera. And that's how we assign you, you know, like a slow size and ensure that the jeans will fit you and fit you well. And if 
they don't, we don't sell them to you or, you know, we'll tell you, hey, these aren't going to work super great, potentially won't work super great for you, but we have something in the pipeline for you. So Christian, very product focused, you know, he's the one with the fashion background. But yeah, I, I think we have, we have a really great team dynamic and we work, we all work really, really well together. I actually found Christian on LinkedIn. We worked together for six months and had never even met each other. So, so it was a, it was a lot of luck, a lot of luck. But that's to me, that's like you're taking that you're going out of your comfort zone. Your LinkedIn is a great platform. Yeah. You know, when you found somebody that it just messed with you, you know, it's all about teamwork makes the dream work. And the fact that you found this person on LinkedIn and that skill set just meshed, I think it's amazing. The website is SLL Slow Jeans. Is your web, is this an app based or is it a website for people to go on, look about the jeans and to order jeans? And are you, accepting new orders for jeans with all of this? We are a mobile-focused website. Uh, we do not have an app, but our, our websites typically are built for mobile, about 80% of What's our What's the website? website? Slowjeans.co. It is currently down. <laughs> for, it's I, under construction. I don't want to say the site's currently down, so I was going to hopefully I've made a mistake on that. But by the time this goes live, it, it will be back up. up. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so you took all your orders, word of mouth, friends, family, Discord, social, but you've never really had a website per se, or is the website just under a rebuild? No, we, we had a website. We're just rebuilding it. So the website we had before, we were working on a custom web app because we had a really big vision for how this, like we wanted to reinvent the order flow. We were really trying not to use like a Shopify template and just to like regurgitate the same looking website that you've seen since 1998 eBay. But it was taking a long time and uh, we were getting some pressure that, you know, it's time to go. It's time to launch. It was time to test the system. So we decided that we'd throw together a Shopify site and uh, we launched on that to start. But like I said, we took those um, 80 body measurements. There wasn't like a really good way to automate that process and show people what their size was with our last build. So there was a lot of back-end work that needed to be done and, and some front-end rework that needed to be done. So we've been working on that. And, you know, like I said, we have one technical co-founder. It's not super easy to build like this, to reinvent yeah. e-commerce with a one-person team. And, and we, we tried to go the freelance route and it just, we burned through two freelancers. And when When is the site going to be up? Already? So we, have, we have a new site that's pretty much ready to ship right now. It needs some product photos and it's ready to go. So we could put up a new site by the, you know, the end of the week or end of the month. So that's actually that's, pretty much okay. That's, let me ask a question, because you said you got a lot of advice from customers. So what's the best piece of advice for customers? And what's your best piece of advice to inspiring entrepreneurs? So, I mean, the best piece of advice that I got from a customer wasn't, you know, something totally new, but, you know, it was something said from our Discord community. Hey, we'd like to know, you know, we'd like an update, even if there is no update, you know, that that resonated with me, like, an update that there is no update is better than no update at all, I think is how they said it. And, you know, I think I'd heard that once before, but hearing it from them changed the way I... I well, did they say no news is good news, but sometimes no matter if it's no news or not, you just need to hear that there's nothing updated. So we know that you're on top of it so that your customers know that you guys are hearing them, are seeing them. And so I do think that is a really, I think it was a brilliant question. And I think that is kind of, it's home to where, hey, if I'm not communicating with you, there's a problem no matter what kind of news I'm filtering in or out. I still need to communicate. 
Yeah, we were trying to wait. We were, we were building up these very grandiose update emails that were very in-depth about like everything that had happened. And I was trying to get them out once a week. And, you know, once a week does seem like a good metric for like an update. But, you know, they were like, hey, it's getting to be like people are starting to get skeptical, right? This is a company that isn't wasn't around last year. It's, you know, some people that you don't know. There's no validation. No, they don't know anyone with the product. So, you know, it's I understand the skepticism that like, is this a rug pull? Are they for real? Are they going to send me my jeans ever? So, you know, it, it really was just that. It was really just that they wanted to know that we were still here. We're still working. You know, we're still trying to figure out what's wrong and why you don't have your jeans. And that's what we're doing every day. So and, it was it was huge. And what advice would you give to to people who want to be entrepreneurs, especially in a competitive fashion industry? Well, I would say the one thing that I hear, you know, it really depends on who I'm talking to, right? But you know, the one thing I hear, I was a DECA student. I don't know if you're if you're familiar with what DECA is. It's a competitive marketing organization for like high school and college. I was a DECA in high school, and I like to go back to my DECA advisor, who she really, you know, her name was uh, Miss Olson, and she changed my life and put me on like a much better track, gave me some direction. So I like to go back and talk to her students. You know, I think one thing that everyone is trying to do is come up with something completely new that the world has never seen. And I don't know if that's necessarily what the only reason or the only way you can disrupt. I said on a previous podcast, you know, one of the main focuses for us was in the beginning was just disrupt, 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 change, change, change the industry. You don't need to reinvent the wheel to do so. You just need to think about, you know, a problem, how you can solve that problem and how many people experience that problem. You know, you have everything you need to know in those three questions, whether you need, whether you should start a project or not. So I think everyone gets too in their head about like, I need to create something completely new that the world has never seen. And that's the only way you can be successful in business. It is not. It is not. We're in one of the most diluted industries I can possibly think of. Fashion. I mean, who isn't trying to start a fashion company right now? So, but we're still, you know, we we made our mark in this industry, or at least with the people that we've collected, just by taking what they need into consideration, what their problems were, and then finding a fairly basic solution to those problems. We didn't add any new innovative technology to our genes. We just took principles that were from another, you know, another principle that had never been added to denim before that existed and it worked. So a good friend of mine always says, you're not building a mousetrap, you're just building a better version of one when it comes to startups. So you're just, and it it is a very convoluted industry. Uh, But I love that, I mean, I mean, I don't love that you came on stress. I don't love that you have all these problems as a startup, but I do love that you did have all these problems and you're finding solutions to get through it as a team and you're being very open with it to everybody else. Because I feel like as an entrepreneur, the big messaging is, yeah, we had Murphy's Law times 10 on steroids. We had every problem, every issue. We're still having it, still battling it, still dealing with talking to our customers, still trying to move the company forward. We're not stopping. We're not giving up. We are still going to fulfill our promise to our vendors, to our customers. And to me, that's the biggest lesson learned is that you had every mistake that's possible, but you didn't give up. You just worked through it together to come up with the solutions one at a time. And you're still here. You're still have customers. You're still launching, you're relaunching your website and you're still going to expand. So I feel like having this trajectory of failures, who cares? You have successes, but let's take these failures. The more failures, the more successes because you're learning, you're improving, you're getting better. And like I love that that outlook with you guys. 
is like, let's take all this, embrace our failures and forget the successes because we're going to have bigger wins off the failures that we learn from. Yeah, I think it's also really important to track those. We have a running Google Doc called Lessons Learned. And we're on, I think we yesterday, we we started page eight of Lessons Learned. It is a list of every problem that we've run into and why we ran into that problem and how we can try, I won't say successfully, but how we can try to make sure that never happens again. You know, and I think one thing we didn't respect was the plan C or plan B for that matter. There was a lot of things that we just thought, hey, you put this order in, the order's in, they're going to make it. They're going to make it in the time frame that they they said they're going to make it and we're going to get it. And that then it's going to be added to the pants, speaking on rivets. And that didn't happen. <laughs> and we didn't have a plan B. You know, so I think that that may just, you can chalk that up to experience. You, can you can't that have that. I, mean, you, I always have a plan B. I always say, especially with events. We've done a lot of fashion events and big events. I always always, always have a plan B. I don't care about plan A because I always know I saw a plan B. And if plan B fails, I go to plan C or plan D. But you keep going until whatever plan you have makes sense, gets you through it. And I can be a plan F, G, H. I can be down to Z and I'm back again. You always have to keep moving forward and find a solution. So I, I, I do love that like, you are the perfect lesson learned entrepreneur with us right now because you guys are really your your head into this. You're diving in. There's like that no fear of learning from your mistakes and your past to have a better future for the company. And I do think that's very admirable. Like to me, that's not a bad day. That's a aha moment. We now know what we did yeah. yesterday. You know. I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you spinning out the silver lining for me. Sometimes, <laughs> you get, sometimes you just, I mean, it's also just very true for everyone, I think, is sometimes when you, you have your nose to the grindstone for so long, you lose your peripheral. And you can't like, see through the fray. Yeah. It's just, yep. yeah. And I just feel like if I had five and I, we, we're not perfect. We make yeah. mistakes. We make mistakes on the podcast. We, you know, we run the largest global awards. We made mistakes. We make yep. mistakes. Clients. But okay, the more mistakes I have today is much of a bad mood and how much is going to annoy my friends for bitching about it. Okay, it was a good day because I now know tomorrow is a new day to be better. And these things I now have an answer for. So it won't happen again. There's always, always has to be that silver lining or that spin it to turn it positive. Like follow the sunshine. You will figure it out if you don't do that. And I know a lot of CEOs, a lot of we've had a bunch of clients with my firm. Well, we put all this money into this, all the things went wrong, so we're done, and they give up. Well, all this time and energy went into what could have been, should have been a really good company project, but you had an ego, you had an attitude, you gave up, you didn't stop, open up to say, hey, you know more than I do, help me out, let's get through this, slow down, breathe through it, and it happens to the best of us, but to me, that's not a downturn, that's amazing, I love when people make mistakes, own their flaws, I mean, the most Beautiful things are flaws. I always say they were full of beautiful flaws. Recognize, learn, be better from it. Don't hide them. Otherwise, you just become like this fake, everything's perfect in life. Life is messy. Flaws yeah. are beautiful, especially in business when you can fix them publicly, make other people's lives, employees, customers happier, better because you owned your own leadership. And to me, you've got to own your own leadership, good, bad, or indifferent. My only little chink in the um, armor with you is your website because it says slow opening soon. That's why I wasn't sure what was going on when I saw your email earlier is your website should say 
coming back better, newer, more pockets, better denim, better carbon neutral. Give us a second. We're slow for a reason, but there's no messaging of authenticity on the websites. When people go to your website and we're hoping that the new website's up before we air our podcast or show with you, you should have something a little bit more descriptive versus opening soon. We are, you guys are already open. You're already here. You're just working through a few kinks. Yeah, this is a new view from what we had yesterday. So I think that Abby is is working on the migration. And that's why you're seeing this. We did have much more information on our previous landing page. I think I think this is we're just looking at a holding page. So we're probably looking at end of the week new website. So should be up. So excited. Awesome. And you're taking um, orders, right? End of the week. No, we won't be taking orders quite yet. We're looking at um like slow okay. piece. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so so <laughs> I, I think our, our internal date right now is like Feb 15th. I'm not sure. So if this comes around there, throw that in there. But So no jeans for Valentine's Day? Because women love the pockets. You know, I tell you, it's, it's, it's a fashion flaw. And I'm so glad Wait. you guys are on this because I would have pockets on everything for women because women you know, love pockets. I need to know what kind of purse. I want to know what jeans the two of you have or have had that didn't have pockets. How I can talk to, wait, like I, deep pockets, you know, that you can put a phone in because women's pockets are always really short. And I don't know why. On the butt or in the like, okay, because men's pockets are made for keys and stuff, but we've never, okay, I have never <laughs> had a pocket ever, ever in 12 years seen a pair of jeans that did not have pockets, Marjorie DeHay. Well, they have pockets, but they're not deep enough for the stuff you actually want. And then I don't want like things like bulking out. You know, I don't want it like at my hip. I want my phone like at my, you know, thigh or somewhere hidden or that it's not going to fall out of my back pocket. Sarah, I will give you I'll give you some homework if you'd like. Go into your local. Oh, no, we I can't say their name, but they start with a Z and they end with an Ara. Um, <laughs> like and just, Sarah. Just count it, you know, just count it. Count yeah. how many jeans you can find front pockets in. We did a video on it and they didn't really like it. So we're not allowed to, we're not supposed to say their name anymore, but you'll figure it out. But, they didn't um, have front what, pockets in their jeans because I know exactly the name we don't mention is where Marjorie and I have been in the past. And you're telling us that the name that we can't mention, the name of the name doesn't have front pockets. I have saying, never... I, I'm not making that accusation per se. I'm just saying you should go in and count. I love um, to. But our jeans, our jeans, Sarah, Marjorie, you can fit a full bottle of wine in. Front pocket. Front pocket. Full <laughs> bottle of wine. I fit six Red Bulls, I think, in a pocket or four Red Bulls in a pocket. I fit like 10 phones in my pocket. They're amazing. Wait, because so the pockets like, 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 like super long because, okay, and I'm going to admit this sucks because the other day I was running around and no, I can't ever go to admit this publicly to you, Marshall. My phone did fall out of my pocket. Okay, Marjorie, do not judge. It fell out of my pocket, but I'm so obsessed with the jeans I have. But it fell out of my pocket. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to go to your point on that. But there's always so much you want to put as a female. Guys, gamers, you want to shove keys, Red Bull, whatever in your pockets. Like to me, it's for women, you don't want the big, huge, deep pockets because then you want fitted skinny jeans. Okay, this is a whole other conversation. Well, you know what? They're there if you want them. You don't have to fit okay. anything in them if you don't need them. But you know, when you're when you're jumbling stuff and you have your phone in your hand and it, and it can conveniently slide in your front pocket, you may appreciate that. Oh, as in all the love this. 
I tell you, I'm always carrying like 16 things. And then my son's like, oh, carry this. And I'm like, what part of like this? Well, you know, your purse is full and then you're just like scrambling. That covers, so think- that covers the deep, deep, endless purse stuff. Plus, so that's where you are with um, with Riker. There's only so much you can put in the purse and you've got to dig through. And I always joke, okay, I wanted to say this publicly because I don't care. This is a sunshine podcast to make us all feel better. I've been... I don't even know how many times in the past 10, 12 years I've been friends with Marjorie, where every time we go somewhere, I just take the parking ticket in LA when I'm with her because it takes us an hour to dig through the purse. We can't find it. So I take it all the time. That's the biggest thing. And But what do I do with it? It goes in my pocket. I did lose it once because I didn't have a pocket, but I always take the parking tickets from her. The one time I lost it of a pocket, but I always steal her parking tickets when I'm with her and she's driving and she just, she just pulled it out and gives it to me because she knows better. So yes, I do. You're basically proving that his company is so necessary. Every time I've dropped my phone, cracked it, broke it, did some stupid to it because it fell out of my hand and I need to put it in my pocket. And but if you're in skirts and dresses and some things running around New York or somewhere, it is what it is. But in jeans. OK, you know what? We didn't stop at just the front pockets, though. You know, that little pocket that's usually on the right side. You know, yeah. we did that. It's for a car key or lip gloss. We made it more usable in that we made it a little bit deeper. So you can put oh. in you know, like a you know feminine hygiene. Actual lip gloss. You don't stick out. And it's also just, it's also flexible enough that you can actually get your finger in there and retrieve what you need. You know, I think that was something, you know, that I have a couple pair of pants where I'm like, I have a pocket here, but I can't get my fingers in it. You know, so there's that one. We also did add a coin pocket on the bottom left, which perfectly houses like my phone. So it's there, it's kind of snug to my body versus just kind of hanging loose. We also added four gussets to the jeans, one, you know, two on the hip for an added one and a half inch flexibility. So if you, you know, you gain a little bit of weight or you lose a little bit of weight or you bloat or you just have a lot of food at dinner, you know, your jeans remain comfortable. We added two more gussets on the thighs because we were hearing a lot about, you know, thigh blowouts. You know, a lot of it's friction based. So we were able to offset that inseam a little bit and uh, add a little bit more flexibility on the thighs. So there's not so much tension there as well as we added two extra belt loops and an X in the back, which you've seen the X in the back. I like those. What, what is the purpose of the X in the back? The purpose of the X in the back is supposed to be to prevent that like <laughs> butt gap, you know, like where it pulls out. But it doesn't really work if it's a six, if it's six belt loops. When you have a two extra for eight in total, then it starts to work. So we have a lot of belt loops, just two more. They're not super noticeable. And like, oh, there's a lot of belt loops on that pants. But, you know, it, it is effective. It does hold the jean on your waist the way it's supposed to be held on your waist, you know, when you're wearing a belt. We did add adjustable straps to be able to pull in an inch and a half as well. If you didn't want to wear a belt, but you want it to, uh, you know, have a good fit or have an adjustable fit, those are optional. You can put them on or take them off. And you, you guys, this, this, all the jeans, everything is carbon neutral. Everything you guys do sustainable, good for the environment, good for the earth. That's amazing. Yeah. Starts on the farm, then the, uh, then the cotton mill, you know, for the, to manufacture that, that, that fabric and then onto the manufacturer and even into the wash process where there's a lot of, you know, can be a lot of heavy, heavy chemicals in use. You know, we made sure that we were using organic, you know, solutions and more sandblasting over like you know, acid blasting, things like that. So, you know, we took into a lot of consideration of, you know, what in the manufacturing process made it sustainable. And then we went and we 10 x our offset. So instead of just offsetting the amount that we needed or the amount that we produced, 
we offset it at 10x. One of the largest portions of our cost in our jeans is first is production, of course. Second is shipping. Third is is offsetting. And shipping and offsetting can almost be equal depending on your proximity to warehouse. So we do put a lot of our margin into saving trees, not planting trees, but we preserve 75 trees per gene uh, in the like uh, rainforest around the world by buying land titles and giving those land titles back to the local indigenous tribes that have ancestral claims to those land. Because in those areas, once the tribe has that property back, it can never be touched. It can never be deforest again. There. Amazing. Like, is, is, is this story and this history going to be on your website so people could read 100%. about it? Yeah, 100%. So quick question before we run out of time. Where are you guys based? The internet. Um, so we primarily work out of uh, Montreal, Canada. Two of our co-founders are from Montreal. I'm from Michigan, and I just kind of go back and forth as needed. But we're we're actually a fairly distributed team, in, in that like no one is required to come into a single location. Some of us are in California, New York, etc. Are you guys available shipping anywhere in the world, or is it only domestic? Nope, anywhere in the world except for Antarctica, North Korea, and Russia. So, okay, that makes sense. But, but if there is anyone listening from Antarctica, or Russia, please send not Russia, but Antarctica, please send me an email and we will hand deliver you jeans. It's part of our company bucket list. We do want to make a delivery to Antarctica. That's awesome. Okay. So how many SKUs are available? I know you guys custom these. Can yeah. different types like skinny jeans, baggy jeans, cargos, or is it only one jean made to fit your body? So in our last launch, we did have one gene. It is our house cut or neutro. But in by the time this airs, we will have five cuts available. We will have a boot cut. We will have a sculpting skinny, you know, really, really skinny. We have a wide straight neutro and then a, a more standard straight. So okay. the, the neutro cut is is kind of a straight, but it's you know not a traditional straight. So like we'll the have boyfriend, two, the faded boyfriend gene. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have one of those as well. Okay. So um, and then we'll have those in four colors. Okay, and so sure. four colors. And do you have the boyfriend jeans with the rips in the knees or are they just all solid? So we're, we're, we're in an internal debate about ripped jeans. <laughs> ripped jeans, we like the look of ripped jeans. Uh, Christian, you know, particularly does wear a couple ripped chairs of jeans. We're conflicted about the sustainability of the pre-distressed jean. So we're, we're looking to find a way to do it while maintaining more structural integrity. I think it's just going to take us a little bit of time to get that right. Okay. The most important question, how do they make your butt look? Oh, hoo -hoo. I'm sad that the website is down because we do have a, the first question on our FAQ is, will they make my ass look good? And we have scientifically designed a pair of jeans. I can't say who our inspiration was from. It may be obvious once you look at the jeans or get the <laughs> jeans, but there, there's a very popular pair of also pants that were also on TikTok that we took a little bit of a card from in how we structure like the yoke of the jeans, that back panel right above the pockets to give you a little bit of a lift. And I got to say, I got to say for all the men out there, it works for us too. And the women will appreciate it or where whoever you're looking for appreciation from will appreciate it. It doesn't look like feminine or anything, but it looks great. <laughs> Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> when are you guys going to start taking orders again? Yes, we're looking for mid-February. Okay. And then so you got me thinking about Valentine's Day. I got to admit, maybe Valentine's Day or the day before is the, the, is the okay. way. Okay. So I so love this because you will be on our season eight, all about leadership. 
Better jeans, less footprints. Great butt. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Oh my God. It was, I'm, I'm so glad, you know, honestly, like we, we do have a lot of guests on and every guest has their own personality. We have our own fun with them. But like, I am so happy this week up right now that we had you on more than the past week or so. Cause like, even though you had a bad day, I love that you came on, shared it, lessons learned. I'm hoping you're in a better mood now. <laughs> I actually, I actually am feeling energized and positive. You are infectious, both of you, in a good way. In a good way. In a good, in a, way. In a good butt gene way. <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. has, everybody needs it. It was <laughs> so good. Oh my god, Marsha, I loved having you on our show. It was so awesome, and I thank you for sharing your bad day with us. Yes, absolutely. Anytime. Next time I have a bad day, I know who I'm calling. Because it's always good absolutely. to turn your day around. We love having you on the show. Yeah. So for anybody. Low jeans at S L O G E A N S dot com or dot co dot co, or dot you can co. find us at the fan favorite fake pocket suck dot com. Marjorie, oh, love that, love that. <laughs> redirect, we got that redirect, and people love it. Yeah, it's all about the transparency. <laughs> New jeans, oh yep. my god. It was so good having you on our show. It was such a pleasure, Marjorie. So good doing this with you. We had such a good time with you, Marshall. So we will stay updated. Everybody go to slowjeans.co for better butts, better jeans. And then if you're having a bad day, three of us are always here. Like therapy, better butt, jean day, podcast all rolled into one. But Marshall, I hope you have a much better day. Good luck for the fulfillment issues. And then we'll see everybody next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Axis Effect podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or download past episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Axis Effect podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, please visit theaxiseffect.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.